the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. We're going to have nothing but propaganda in many of our schools. I've seen teachers tell children that they are girls trapped in boys' bodies. Remember, the Bible speaks extensively about a coming lawlessness. For the most part, it was far-left agitators pushing the violence. You know, our founders told us there's only one way to keep a free republic. You have to have a well-educated and moral citizenry. Yep, I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website, at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our daily commentaries right here Monday through Friday on the Word Columbus at 1020 a.m. And also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Is the cancel culture trying to cancel Christianity? How successful will they be or appear to be? My guest today has explored this subject thoroughly in a fantastic new book. We've been blessed to welcome David Fiorazzo on our show before. David is an author, associate pastor, media contributor, and talk show host of the Stand Up for Truth podcast. He's been involved in the broadcasting and entertainment industries for over 30 years and in Christian ministry for over 25 years. His latest book, which we're going to talk about today, is called Canceling Christianity, How the Left Silences Churches, Dismantles the Constitution, and Divides Our Culture. And it can be found at davidfiorazzo.com. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, David. Linda, thank you so much. Great to hear from you again. Well, it's great to hear from you. And I can't say enough good things about this book. I mean, if people want a the, I could call it the Diary of the Destruction of America, uh, except that you're very hopeful at the end. So, um, but, you know, I flatter myself that I might be up to date somewhat on what's going on. No, no, not compared to what you had in this book. You have so many details of what's happened in the past year. It's really focused so much on everything that led up to that but really this past year. So tell us, when exactly did you decide to start writing this book and, and why? What was your motivation? 
Well, I think you nailed it. It was this past year. It was such a catalyst, I believe, in our history and in uh, recent years. The, the, the more that, that happened, the more you were shaking your head and asking yourself, is this really America almost? Um, the, the crises that all came to a head, the boiling point, just to sum up, three of them. Um, first of all, we had the, the uh, political divide the angst of the last four years, the constant attacks on President Trump and the lies by the media and the left. And then so they're dividing people. So some of that seeped into the church. But then we had the coronavirus. Oh, here comes the Rona. And we had to react to that, too. And I was disappointed in how Christians and the church responded. Let me just say this. The church has to be the church, and we must never close our doors again. Uh, we can talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that more later if you'd like, yeah. but we, we folded. I have a, a chapter called, uh, Did the Church Pass the COVID Test? Short answer, no. So we had to deal with that, and in the middle of that last summer was the Black Lives Matter global yeah. network leftist riots and, and d- dismantling of, of uh, police precincts and burning of buildings and the looting and everything like that. And you're looking at this lawlessness. And by the way, thank you for playing that clip of Jan Markell at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, We just had a great interview last weekend that really helped the sales of the book hit the top charts at Amazon. Praise God, because it is self-published. It's an independent book. But anyway, so these three things were going on last year, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm I'm not surprised that this kind of evil and lawlessness would happen and the confusion about COVID and the... Uh, really the propaganda when it comes to a virus and when it comes to masks and vaccine passports. But the fact that all of these things seem to be converging events, that the left was just almost gleeful that they had this opportunity. And you know they never let a serious crisis go to waste. Right. So I thought I'd better write some thoughts down and try to clarify um, just the direction that Christians should be taking and looking right now as we're going through this in America. Absolutely. And, you know, um, you've already gotten some uh, censorship uh, Mm -hmm. from – and tell us a little bit about that. How ironic, Canceling Christianity, the title of your book. So tell us about that. I've been shadow banned for years on Facebook, uh, three pages. One, my podcast page, Stand Up for the Truth, my personal page, my author page, all shadow banned. What that means is you can post something, but most people will not see it um, in their news feeds. In other words, they prevent people from seeing it, which is censorship, and Mm -hmm. unless they go directly to your page or unless someone else shares a post, and that's how I get out there. But the body of Christ, they don't like censorship. We don't like being shut down, and a lot of people have gotten behind this. I tried to run ads six times now. Six ads have been rejected. I'm done. I'm done with Facebook. I'm I'm staying on there until they kick me off, Mm -hmm. but uh, they were rejecting ads, so I couldn't even you know, get the word out about the book, it's been demonetized in a way. So that's been happening for years, but that didn't matter because God used that because people got angry about that. And they said, I'm going to not only buy this book, but I'm going to share the, these posts and tell people about it. So in the first week and a half, I'm, I'm blessed to say the book made it in the new release category to a top seller on Amazon in, uh, I think, Religious Intolerance and Persecution. Wow. And then... A couple of weeks go by, and I just did this uh, interview with Jan Markell uh, across the country, and in the three-day weekend, the book then shot up to the number one bestseller list on Amazon. Yeah. I'm talking about – I had to f- just literally take screen grabs 
of these Amazon charts. I'm on top of uh, uh, who, who David uh, Horowitz, Ben Shapiro, uh, Todd Nettleton, oh, no. the Voice of the Mars, and others. I'm thinking, wow, this will never happen again. So I had to take a screen grab. But you know, now it's back to normal. But for those three, four days there, it was a number one in censorship, uh, the category of uh, political freedom and uh, religious intolerance. So I'm blessed to say people are helping get the word out and people like you that have me on and give me the ability uh, to talk about these things. Well, it's a fantastic book. I mean, I, I am just, you have such a way of just telling it in such a direct and heartfelt manner and very profoundly. You, you call out the left in your mm-hmm. subtitle, how the left silences churches, dismantles the constitution and divides our culture and um there's so many things i could point to that you give as examples in your book uh but tell us a little bit about you know for instance well i'll just say you wrote when the left says unity they mean submission so that's what we're seeing that's what the biden presidency is all about that's what we're seeing so tell us a little bit more about what you you see there Sure. Well, canceling Christianity is at its root, I believe, about the battle for the heart and soul of of the nation. And Biden, when he was campaigning, said uh, he talked about, you know, this is a battle for the soul of America. And he's saying soul, but he's saying Trump is uh, is evil. Trump is bad. Trump is chaos. These are some of the things, if you look at some of his campaign um, speeches, he was trying to align Trump with negative things such as chaos and darkness. And he was trying to paint himself, Joe Biden, as hope and light. He was light. Trump was darkness. Uh, Trump was bad for the soul of America. Biden was the savior. It was absolutely astounding. Now, for people that are paying attention, we can see right through that. But it, it was good marketing for whoever was in charge of the Biden campaign, because a lot of people, thanks to the complicit one-party media, the Democrat media in America, they believed that the chaos over the last four years leading up to the election were primarily Trump's fault, which is a big yeah. lie, because they were causing the division. Trump would respond to it, and then they go, ah, gotcha. <laughs> but mm-hmm. so, so Biden was doing this. So, yeah, the left is trying to silence believers and the church. When I say on the, on the cover, dismantling the Constitution, we can have a debate about what that means and get into all the intricacies. But what I want to point out is one thing. Last summer, don't we have laws, and isn't one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal? Well, I thought yeah. theft and looting were... Law, there were laws against that in America. Well, they're trying to say, no, I know that's con- that was in the Constitution, but we want to just we justify these actions because of a greater good, meaning we're against racial injustice. Well, first of all, who is not against racial injustice? Right. But they were saying, no, the, every, all of our actions, and this is where the church came into play, we want to feel good and virtue signal we're helping this cause. We were locking arms with those marchers in the Black Lives Matter global network on the left, funded by the left, money, that a lot of it went to the Democrat Party, and there was lawlessness on our streets. They were burning down buildings and blowing up cars, mm-hmm. and police were told to stand down. Talk about dismantling the Constitution, because we had laws. And right. so a lot of it was like, okay, you have to look at this and go, wait a minute, i got to remind myself, I'm still in America, right? Okay, yes, what's the law of the land? The Constitution. But the left is saying, yeah, but in this case, we can let Mm. some of this slide. 
Right, so, right, right. And one, no. and one other reason I called out the left, Linda, is simply because they are purposely and have been purposely dividing our culture. And the sad yeah. thing is that division has set, crept into the church, and I read about that as well. You, you do write eloquently about that, and we'll get to more detail on that. Um, I want, if you've just joined us, friends, we're speaking with David Fiorazzo, who is, um, he's an author, associate pastor, he's a, t- a talk show host himself, um, a media contributor, and has authored several books, and the book we're talking about now is Canceling Christianity, How the Left Silences Churches, Dismantles the Constitution, and Divides Our Culture. I'm going to quote from your book, you said about um, the, the left, again, they are also using the breach of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th to frame Christians, conservatives, and patriotic Americans as domestic terrorists. And here you continue saying, I have talked with several people who were there in D.C. that day, and the media propaganda is based on a false narrative. Did the complicit media frame all BLM protesters as arsonists, looters, and rioters? No. That's what you said. And um, I have to echo that because I know people that were there that day and there was there were pro-life uh, board members. Uh, there were mm-hmm. family, you know, people from Family Research Council, people that are so far from terrorists. And those are just a few of the people that I know who were there. Um, tell us some more about this framing of of the, us as domestic terrorists. I mean, this is dangerous. We are in dangerous territory. I, amen. I was just going to say that this is not only wrong, it's evil, it's manipulative, it's using the media propaganda to accomplish your goals for the left, but it is dangerous for America when you, when you put a whole, probably a majority, let's just say over half of the population in that category, and you start talking about the, the downside of nationalism and how it's evil and, and the cult of Trump, Katie Couric, um, she said, how are we going to almost deprogram, or I think she said deprogram everybody mm-hmm. in the cult of Trump. And I've heard this talk about re-education camps. Mm-hmm. I heard yeah. people calling for uh, a reprogramming of Trump supporters, conservatives, Republicans, and Christians that I know would be in that category. Now, there is the Christian left, the oxymoron, but that's for another time. But most people that I know that believe the Bible, that are trying to live this in America and appreciate our religious freedoms and what we have here in this country, and we're trying to be salt and light in our culture, they're looking at us now as dangerous, evil, domestic terrorists. So they have used the media to to frame something that really didn't happen. Again, they're there. There was no armed takeover of the Capitol. I don't know if anybody even had a gun other than the Capitol Police. So this is we're in very concerning times because I'm not saying our government is like the Nazis, but Hitler and his ilk used this same kind of propaganda to try to change public opinion, and they were successful, evil, but successful. So we have to be very cautious as we go forward. We have to just start refuting the lies with truth as often as possible. Well, and we have to realize that we can be manipulated, and that is one of the discernment issues in Scripture, is to know the truth and stand on it and refuse to be manipulated, even within the church. And we're coming up on a break, so we're not going to be able to uh, address some of the issues with the church and what's happening with them, how they've uh, bought into so much of the social justice uh, 
and they're they're going so many of people are going right along with this and cooperating. So we're talking with David Fiorazzo, and it's davidfiorazzo.com. It's F David uh, F I O R A Z O dot com, where you can find this book, Canceling Christianity, and a lot of others. But we're going to talk about what's going on within the church and. That's just one of the many great chapters in this book. But um, we'll talk more with David when we come back here on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. We're talking today about the move literally to cancel Christianity if the left can get away with it. And a book that's been written by a wonderful guy that we've been in touch with over the years, uh, many times, radio, a talk show host, former TV star, by the way, as well, (laughs) associate pastor David Fiorazzo. And the book is Canceling Christianity, How the Left Left Silences Churches, Dismantles the Constitution, and Divides Our Culture. Um, David, we have in Ohio going on right now, school boards uh, exploding over the issue of critical race theory. I think the left did not uh, count on what happens when they poke the mamas and papas bears in this country with this nonsense. The the try the, the attempt to make our schools re-education camps, if they can do it, it's not going well for them. I've never seen parents on fire like this, which is, that's the silver lining in all of this. But you write, um, let me just, I'm going to quote you in your book, uh, that Uh, To summarize, I'm quoting you, to summarize, critical race theory is an unbiblical worldly philosophy that divides church and culture, opposes the gospel of Jesus, and judges society through a lens of power. Rather than addressing individual sin, the problems are whiteness and systems that oppress people of color. Rather than producing godly sorrow and repentance, CRT produces animosity, guilt, and resentment. Its focus is the flesh, while God emphasizes the heart. Tell us how this has infiltrated and uh, divided Christians and the church. Well, it started in the universities. It's been in the universities. It's already in some public schools, and now the push is on uh, state by state across the country. But this is dangerous. That is a good word to use for critical race theory. You almost have to do away with the Declaration of Independence to be pushing this. And it is Marxist-driven. Again, oppressors against the oppressed. You have to have an oppressor if you're talking about the oppressed. And Marxism is kind of like the gospel, the gospel of envy. It breeds... Um, uh, a lack of contentment, it breeds uh, jealousy and all kinds of other things. But uh, there's, it's really a dangerous thing, Linda, when this gets into the church, because Christians should know better. Christians should know that God values every single human life. We all have red blood, last time I checked. And th- so we are made in the image of God. Once you take, remove God away and then remove uh, the need for repentance of sin um, and then you start pushing these worldly philosophies, which the Apostle Paul warns against in Colossians 2, verse 8. Don't be held captive, or don't be taken captive by worldly philosophies. This is one of those philosophies. Now, there's another verse in, e- in Ezekiel 18. I'll boil it down, this, uh, this passage of Scripture that simply says, The soul who sins shall die. Now, this teaches an individual repentance, an individual 
uh, consequence for your sin. The only answer we know is Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. So it's an individual issue, not a collective, not a universal salvation. It's not a universal guilt. What critical race theory and, and this movement and these movements are trying to do is to wrap all white people into one category of, okay, we, there, are, there are wrongs from the past, and we have to pay for those wrongs, not that we did individually, but that our ancestors did. Can you see how unbiblical this mm-hmm. is? So again, not surprising, it's in our culture, in our schools, but when it gets into the church, we have to go back to the Bible and say, wait a minute, this cannot fly, they, they cannot coexist, biblical Christianity and this, these teachings on critical race theory. So, yeah, the, so this calls for the discernment not to be manipulated by these mm-hmm. uh, these ideas that are totally unbiblical. I mean, uh, you know, the idea that that there is uh, I think of it as a negotiating tactic, quite frankly, on the part of the left and and the uh, some of the these groups that are basically using the issue of race to be become hucksters. Um, you know, if everybody's guilty, then how much can they ask for? I mean, I think that's what they're try- trying to do, kind of, Where do you kind of like the art of the deal, you know, with, with uh, mm-hmm. they know that they're going to be able to ask institutions, uh, schools, corporations for all kinds of things. And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, we are guilty. OK, what can we give you? And it's it's just a way of uh, it's it's it goes back to money often, don't you think? Well, yeah, of course. It's yeah. When you, especially when you bring in, okay, how are we going to make it up to people that were wronged or people that were oppressed? Talking about marginalization of people of color, how are we going to make up? Well, we can't. They they can't kill us because there are still laws against you know killing people for something someone in their ancestry did. But now, okay, money. Okay, money's the answer. There we go. And so let's try to find a way to get them money from the government. Mm-hmm. How's that going to work? So where does this stop? How far back do you go? And there's so many other problems and questions that come up because of this. But uh, Mm -hmm. it it is definitely a dangerous direction we're going, and parents need to be involved in their school board meetings. They need to know what's happening in their son or daughter's school. You know what, Linda? One of the main things that disappoints me that I hear from a lot of people that hear these things happening in different parts of the country, they naively, I believe, say, Oh, yeah, but it's not happening in my son or daughter's school. Yeah, right. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, please, you know, and you mm-hmm. talked about discernment earlier. The Bible does say test all things, and there's so many things that are unbiblical, like I said earlier, yeah. and that my heart really sank a little bit last summer when I saw so many, I would say mostly well-meaning Christians wanting to feel good about themselves or virtue signal to go out there because it's popular and lock arms with this godless antichrist yeah. movement. When I say antichrist, it's, the, it's really the spirit of the age, the antichrist yeah. spirit that's driving some of these movements. Well, um, we, you know, we don't have but a little bit of time left. We have a mm-hmm. duty and you, uh, you have several chapters that address this to safeguard the awesome gift that God has given us to have America and our voice, our liberty, and our freedom. And what are Christians? What is what are we bound to do at this point? What is our duty and obligation to be engaged in this? Uh, boy, duty and obligation. We could really talk a lot about that. What those words mean and how it applies to us. But our past silence as the church in America has reaped these horrific consequences that we're living through now. Yes. Um, so we, can we stop the onslaught of evil and the left? 
I'm not sure. We might be able to slow it down a little bit. So this is just a sobering, honest admit, uh, answer to your question saying, individually we have to take care of what we can take care of, meaning our families and meaning our sphere of influence, and then vote biblically. Vote biblically. I have a whole chapter on policies, platforms, mm-hmm. and procedures. Because yes. people, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about the evils of Trump that people got duped about. Look at his policies and look at the legislation yes. that, that was. I can proudly get behind. Uh, but anyway, we really got to just take it and say, all right, the, the, there is a cost for standing up for truth. There yes. is a cost for saying, all right, this is wrong. We need to talk about what we can do to improve what's happening, and you will be met with opposition. I also read about that. It's, we will be faced with opposition as Christians, nothing new under okay, the sun. We are, and we are out of, we are out of time. Okay. DavidFiorazzo.com. Sorry, David. Uh, it's been wonderful to talk to you. Your book is fabulous, Canceling Christianity. Friends, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.